eyes look into mine from where I lie hidden, shrouded in shadow. An understanding passes between us, for I, too, remember that terrible weight of water. Her prison had been of ceramic, mine wrought from cobbled stones. In the end, it made little difference to either of us. The stained shirt man does not see her either. He does not notice the thin, bony arms clasped about his neck, or the manner in which her little rag dress is hiked up above her hips, her legs balanced against the small of his back. He does not notice the beginnings of decay that are ravaging a face that should have been delicate and pretty. Many people are like him. They do not feel burdened by the weight of those they kill. A rope braid around her thin wrist is attached to another folded over the man's arm. I wear a similar loop around my wrist, though unlike her, I endure this affliction with no one else. The rope trails several feet behind me, the edges shorn. The man talking from inside the television disappears, and the thrum of static buzzes at the stained shirt man's consciousness, nagging at him like an angry bee. Cursing again, he tosses his empty bottle away and strides to the box, fiddling with the dials. After a minute, he pounds a fist down on top of it once, twice, three times. The television continues to hum, unimpressed. He is still angry when the lights in the room wink out one by one, leaving him nothing for company but the still fizzling box. Son of a bitch, he says, kicking it for good measure. As punishment, the noises stop and the television flickers back on, but the man telling jokes is nowhere to be seen. Instead, for a few seconds, something else flashes across the screen. It is a wide, staring eye, and it is looking back at him. It disappears, though the buzzing continues. The man gapes. He is afraid at first. That delicious fear steals across his face. But when the image does not repeat itself soon, he begins to think and then to argue and then to dismiss, the way people do when they are seeking explanations for things that cannot be explained. Must have imagined it, he mutters to himself, rubbing at his temple and belching. The girl on his back says nothing. The stained shirt man moves to the bathroom and frowns when he turns on a switch but sees only darkness. Nonetheless, he moves toward the sink and begins to wash his face. When he lifts his head, I am standing directly behind him, but only the top of my head and my eyes are visible over his own. The face rising over the back of his skull is one I have worn for many centuries, an oddity for one who has only seen sixteen years of life. But I have little cause to see myself in reflections, and sometimes I forget the face is mine. Our gazes meet in the mirror, and the stained shirt man shouts in alarm, stepping away. But when he turns back, all he sees is his own sweating face, drenched in water and fear. Something gurgles again. This time, it is closer. The stained shirt man's eyes swing toward the bathtub. It is covered in dirt and grime and thin traces of bile. A large pool of blood is forming underneath it, spiraling outward until it touches the tips of his leather boots. Tag, the blood is saying. You are it. And from inside this bathtub, a decomposing hand reaches out, 
grabbing the side with enough strength that the porcelain cracks from the urgency of its grip. The stained shirt man slides to the floor in shock and fright, legs suddenly useless as I heave myself up and over the side of the bathtub to land in a heap of flesh before him. I am writhing. My body stiffens and contracts, tangled hair obscuring enough features that you would not know what I am, only what I am not. I gurgle a third time. The stained shirt man crawls back into the living room, swearing and screaming. In his fright, he stains his pants with his own excrement. He grabs at a phone, but the line is dead. Stumbling back onto his feet, he tries to feel his way through the dark, the sputtering light of the television set his only guide. He finds the door and tugs at it frantically, but it will not open. Help me. Oh God, oh God, help me.